Inside the Healing Room with Evangeline Hemrick. Hello, my friends. I am very excited to bring you this interview with my dear Katie, Katie Veazey of katievezyskincare.com. We have been together as roomies, partners in everything with our separate holistic healing practice for me and skincare practice for her. We've been together for a really long time and we've been talking about how 2020 is the year of the pivot and my boss babe, entrepreneur friend, she's the most amazing esthetician and if anyone can pivot and be flexible and make it in uncertain times, it's her. And that's why I really wanted to share this information with you because she's got a lot of wisdom to share. She and I have been in every kind of circumstance, situation. I can't even imagine how many spaces have we seen clients in and served our clientele over these years. (laughs) But we're a lot more to each other than on the other side of the wall of the treatment room. We have lifted each other up and helped each other all these years. And to have someone like that, that has your back and you can run things by and you can work through things as you grow and as you learn. Because, hey, being in this kind of industry where you serve clients, you're continually learning about yourself through the interactions that you have with others. And I wanted to let you all know, I've got a very helpful online class coming up. It's going to be a Zoom. It's going to be by donation for all of my esthetician friends out there who are struggling right now to figure out how to pivot and how to thrive in these uncertain times as we have to change our business. So I've got that coming up. If you're interested, go to my website, evangelinehemrick.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at evangelinehemrick. And it's going to be very supportive. It's going to be a healthy look at how we navigate these changes and how we stay well as we continue to serve the clients that we love. So I hope you can join us and spread the word and let other estheticians know. And I hope that you enjoy this amazing interview with my friend. We go way back and we know how to do this. For the people out there who are just getting started, whether it's in aesthetics or massage therapy or any kind of spa professional setting or even cosmetology, we've got your back and we've got some things to say to you. So enjoy my beautiful friend and the wisdom that she has to share. Katie Veazey. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast with me. My what all are you to me? Like, <laughs> you're more than a roomie, <laughs> more than many, many things. But we've been together in a work relationship sharing space for quite a long time, haven't we? Yeah, I think we're going on maybe 11 years. I, I mean, so. yeah. and we've known each other for 15 or 16 years. I mean, it's, it's been a long time. And I'm just so excited to share you with my listeners and all your wisdom and all your inspiration. Oh, God, you're so sweet. I'm excited, too. Never done a podcast before, so fingers crossed. (laughs) 
Well, I met you in 2003 and you were straight out of aesthetic school. And I was a crazy person with two spas. Because <laughs> if one wasn't bad enough, I decided I wanted to run two all by myself. Yeah. And you came along. You were just a ray of sunshine in 2003. Uh, well, I actually got your name. I was still in a state school and I I got your name from, I think, someone in school and said they heard that there was a place in Kernersville who, you know, needs an esthetician. And I was just, I was so excited. And I still remember, I actually came into the Winston location and you were sitting behind the front desk. And you gave me an Elements business card with your number on it. And you told me to give you a call. And I don't think I've ever told you this, but I still have that card. No way. Do you I really? Do. I do. I kept that card all these years. And I feel like it's like my little good, good luck charm because it was just complete, you know, fate. But I mean, how many times were you ever sitting behind a receptionist desk just there and not in session or anything like that. And I, and I walked in and, um, and met you and I just, I've always kept it. Wow. I love that. Yeah. There were so many things about you that stood out to me. Number one, you wrote me like a really sweet card after we did our interview and you gave me a facial and then you thanked me for you giving me a facial, (laughs) which was really impressive. (laughs) (laughs) And just so many things, like when you came to work at both locations, the things that I remember that made me just like, look, you know, wow, she is going places. This one is different. This one is not a big baby that sits around entitled and won't clean up after herself. This one is a go-getter and she's going to make this happen. And I remember between the two locations, you were like, I'll take an appointment. Like wherever, wherever you can book me, I'm there. And there were just so many things about you that were so different that I thought would be good to talk about in the interview because that's the reason 17 years later, you have not one, but two successful businesses in the wellness, beauty, spa, wedding industry. So would you tell people a little bit about you and what you're doing now all the way in 2020, a long time ago, since 2003, <laughs> when we met. Yeah. Well, right now I am, I have, like I said, a skincare business that I do a lot during the week. And then my sister and I also have a wedding hair and makeup company. So I have been very, very fortunate with my skincare business that I'm in a position now where I have mostly 80s percent regulars, I still do take new clients. And that's because I feel like the industry's idea has changed over the years. It used to be your goal was to close your books. Close your books, build clients, close your books and not take new clients. And I have found that that is not a great business model for many reasons that, you know, people move away, people's financial situations change. So you, you always want to be open. And then, you know, I've, I, oh, I also worked for a plastic surgeon for a number of years. Uh, so my background tends to be a little bit more um, medical aesthetics versus like a holistic approach. I mean, I do, you know, still love essential oils and, you know, organic products, safe products, but I tend to 
like a little bit more medical modalities like microcurrent, you know, at-home microneedling, those, those types of things. And as far as the wedding hair and makeup company, that's just something that sort of fell into our, our, our lap a little bit. And it grew organically, you know, it started out just helping out with a few weddings here and there for my sister. And then about two years ago, we decided, okay, let's make this into a real company. And it exploded without us even kind of thinking it would. We, I think last year we had 54 weddings and we have about four or five team members that, that work with us uh, most weekends. And that industry has changed dramatically over the past 10 years. And what has that been like for you with the recent situations where a lot of the weddings were canceled? Oh, this year has been bananas. Everything that I thought I knew and had a handle on and I got this has a little bit gone out the door. But that is probably the one thing in this industry that I feel like you have to um, you have to learn how to do. And you have to learn how to pivot and change. If you are afraid of change and you are afraid of flying by the seat of your pants a little bit, this is not the industry for you. I think a lot of people get into it thinking that it is going to be a very calm, zen type of business. And that is the business for your clients. That is what you're projecting for them. And you have to. You have to do for them, but behind the scenes, it's sometimes all over the place and you're having to juggle scheduling appointments, rescheduling. And as far as this year goes, it has been, you know, every wedding that we had from March, April, May has been rescheduled. And then some of those weddings have been rescheduled yet again, and they are going into 2021. And I feel like all you can do for anyone right now is show some kindness. Like now is not the time to say to someone, but it says here on the contract right. that you forfeit your deposit or I'm sorry, nothing can be rescheduled. You're going to, you know, you're out of luck. With this situation, we have been telling people if you need to reduce your numbers, you have bridesmaids that can't fly in or someone is nervous about getting their hair or makeup done, no problem. We're not holding you to the contract. We will reduce your numbers. Or, yes, you decided not to go through with your wedding. And, you know, a big wedding, you're just doing a small elopement. You don't need hair or makeup anymore. Here's your deposit back. Good luck. We wish you all the happiness in the world. I think because in the long run, people appreciate that. And the good word of mouth that you'll also get from that will give you 10 times the amount of business that trying to stick to a contract or keep that couple hundred dollar deposit or, you know, holding someone to a specific number they had, it'll pay you back tenfold. Absolutely. And that's why I thought this would be such a great conversation to share. Whether someone is a massage therapist out there listening or an esthetician or really any kind of spa practitioner or even holistic healer, Let's just time travel back a minute back there to 2003 when you came in my life. I learned a lot from watching how different massage therapists, estheticians, nail techs, hairstylists, how, how they operated. And strategically, I learned watching the behaviors and then what happened. 
And I thought, you know what? I've seen you be resilient. I've seen you adapt. And then you and I together in every kind of scenario, situation life could throw at us, we adapted professionally to it. So I knew you, if anybody was going to be okay through this and how to restructure and strategize your business, I knew it would be you. When you, you know, back when you had one brow client, maybe one brow wax of the whole day, you know, and you would drive 20 minutes to whatever location we happen to be at and love that brow client and act like that was the best thing you've ever done in the whole world and give them 100%. My question to you is, what made you that way? What made you so different? It's the hustle and it's your mentality of, okay, this isn't just a brow wax that I'm driving in for. This brow could turn into eventually a facial client. And this person could tell five of her friends how, you know, great the facial was. And then those people can end up coming to you. So you never know how one connection could lead to, you know, opening a door for you. You know, I mean, even just as recently as a few years ago, I had one client come in she got a facial from me and it was a facial like any other facial. But I had no clue that she was part of this large community of moms at a popular school in, in our area. And I have gotten 20 clients from her, not just for facials, but for microblading and for, you know, makeup applications and everything else. And it was just one person. And so I, that sort of my mentality is it's not just that particular service that you're doing at the moment. It's what that service could lead to. And, you know, especially when you're starting out, if you have the mentality of this is my, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to work from nine o'clock until two o'clock and nothing in between. I, I'm only going to do these particular type, type of services. And that's it. Chances are it's going to be difficult for you. It's going to take, you know, longer to build clients. And if you are super rigid, you just don't know what kind of opportunities you're passing you by. I can't tell you how many times I thought maybe this is the direction I want to go in. And I didn't know that, oh, this this other path is going to open up and, and just keeping an open mind to things. But I really feel like you have to have the hustle in this industry. You have to be willing, especially in the beginning, to understand that every client that comes in is really your boss. Yes, you may have a manager at the spa and you may have an owner of your spa, but really what it boils down to is every person that sits on your table is is your boss. And, you know, you have to be willing to come in just for one appointment and not look at it as being a waste of your time, but looking at it as this is an opportunity that who knows where, where this person could lead you to. Yeah, definitely. And all the places that we ever were, I mean, you know, we started out and you were there and your attitude, you never were in that like break room, low vibe mentality. And oh yeah, I wonder like, did you, did you already have your vision set? Because you operated so differently 
way back then, like all the people just sitting around or complaining or, you know, saying what they didn't want to do or whatever. And you were just doing laundry or helping somebody. And I, I always felt like, oh my gosh, if I had a million relationships like this one, we could take over the world. You know, like this is, this is the kind of teamwork I, I thrive on. And I just appreciate that I've been able to work side by side with you and have our businesses together all these years. I really do. Well, I think that also boils down to even before you and I met, I worked in a corporate job. I was a textile marketing uh, major from UNCG and I worked in product development and merchandising for a while. And I did not like that job at all. It was incredibly stressful and just not the direction that I wanted my life to go in. So I went back to, I quit that job and I went back to aesthetic school. And so it's always made me laugh when I would hear people complaining about something so silly and so meaningless. Because in the back of my head, I knew what really being miserable in your job was like. So the fact that someone turned the lights out in a room that I was getting ready to go back into meant nothing to me. You know, that that's not a real problem you know, and not worth complaining about. And I feel like sometimes those sort of situations just breed negativity. And so the best thing that you can do in this industry is not get sucked into that. You know, when you when you hear that, when you see it, and people are just complaining type of people, just removing yourself from the situation, like the go do laundry, go do whatever. And instead of being angry that you're having to do laundry or fold towels or whatever. Just be grateful that you're not stuck in some corporate job that you're hating life about, that you're, you know, you're getting to do something in an industry, you know, that you really like and try to look at the positive. This industry has way more positive things than it does negative things. Mm -hmm. And if you focus on the two or three negative things instead of all the positive you're just going to get stuck down into that hole. And unfortunately, break rooms can be breeding grounds for that. Yeah. Transcending that negative vibe that can happen sometimes in spas is the secret to success. I've seen it. I've just seen it way too many times. That's the formula. And now that you're doing so many different things, do you have a favorite or do you love the variety, say, of going from like a facial to microblading to waxing? to do in your makeup consulting, like with brides? Or do you have one that is like your your top love to do? No, I think it's the variety I love. I don't get bored in my day. You know, I mean, I I don't think I would really want to do all of, of one thing at all. That's the great thing about being an esthetician is, you know, there is just such a large scope of what you can do. You know, you can do facials, you can do waxing, you know, I do microblading as well and makeup. And so my day tends to go by really fast because I'm, I'm kind of in, in different modalities all, all day. And now that you're on that hiring side and teaching and training side that you have your own huh. staff and your own employees with the wedding business, what words of wisdom do you have for people out there that might want to get into the skincare industry or into the beauty aspect of aesthetics? From my perspective of, of hiring someone and the things I look for, 
it's really, are you reliable? Are you loyal? If I put you down for an appointment or book you for a wedding, am I going to get a, a phone call or a text message that says, you know, I've really decided, you know, I want to go to the lake with, with my friend. So sorry, I can't make it. If that happens, I will never book you again. I mean, I understand I want to go to the lake with my friend too, but if you make a commitment, you have to stick with it. And if you're the type of person who you're in this industry and you're trying to build your clients, but you're constantly rescheduling them, you're going to lose clients because people don't like to be inconvenienced. And if they make that appointment, I'm not saying that emergencies don't come up or especially in today's climate, you're not feeling well, people will understand that. But if it becomes a habit and you're always doing it, I feel like that's the fastest way that you're going to lose clients, not because you may, you know, you may be amazing. You may be give the great, greatest facial in the world or the best set of lashes or the best makeup, you know, applications. But if you're, if you're flaky, you're not going to make it. And for me, for hiring, that is the number one thing I, I think about is can I count on you? Even more so than what's your work like? Because I can teach anybody how to do a bridal makeup application. I can train you. I can put the time in and I can feel comfortable with your work. But I can't change somebody's work ethic. You know how I always tell you how intuitive you are just naturally. It's not something that you like yeah. try to be, you know, like a lot of people <laughs> want to learn yeah. how to be intuitive, you know, but yeah. can you teach someone that is a part of your team? Can you teach them that ability to, how do I want to say this? Like, I've just seen you do it a million times. Like you're the best, like with a bride or somebody who might need to be put at ease because you radiate and transmit this feeling of everything's going to be okay. I've got you. Now, how do you, do you look for that quality in someone that you hire or are you able to teach them how to, how to convey that, that piece that you can give anyone that you work on? I've seen it time and time again. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I think I can teach them how to ask the right questions, you know, to try to figure out what somebody wants and what they're looking for. Putting people at eat, that's a tough one to try to teach somebody. I think it, it has to do a lot with self-confidence and a little bit of a fake it till you make it sort of attitude. I mean, there have been times I have been so out of my element and out of my comfort zone, but I'm the type of person that sort of likes that a little bit because I, I like being challenged, for example, for makeup. You know, if it's someone who I know has a bridal party that has bridesmaids that are a different ethnicity, I will I will go on YouTube and try to figure out, you know, what's the best way to do do eyes for this and, and, and tips and tricks versus just shutting down and saying, I can't do this. And I've seen you do it time and again too, especially during um, you know, the element days, you know, when we when we work together. The like the fake it till you make it, you know, uh <laughs> attitude of like, okay, well, we're getting this thrown at us. We're, we'll, we'll figure it out. And 
I remember too, um, we had a staff meeting one time and I'm sure it was one of a million staff meetings you did over your career, but it stuck out in my mind a lot of how you told us all that this is a stage, that when we come out of our back room, we are on a stage and we need to leave all of our baggage behind, any fights that we've had with our husbands, boyfriends, the crappy day that we may had, that when we step out there, everything is good for the client and, you know, they are there to relax and have a good time. And same thing goes for bridal. You know, when you go into the bridal suite to start to get everybody ready, the bride does not want to hear about the fight you had with your husband. You know, this is her day. And so trying to teach people, you need to leave your baggage, whether or not it is a spa service, a bridal service, whatever, behind, and you need to go and put on that happy face. And they also don't want to know that you are scared or, you know, this is the first time I've ever done an Asian client. And then they're like, oh my God, what is she going to make me look at, look like? You know, you, you need to have that confidence. Even if you really don't, you need to fake it that you have it. And you would be shocked that eventually you really will have it and you'll, you got it. You know, I think the biggest mistake a lot of people make is just saying, I can't do this. I don't know. Well, if you don't know and you're unsure, go learn. I mean, there are so many more resources available now for people than there were when I first started out. There's all kinds of videos you can learn, online courses that are out there for both skin, whatever, you know, you want to learn in this industry is out there. I mean, your podcasts that you're doing are a great tool for for providers out there that are that are unsure how to start in the business or maybe they're in the business and they want to make a change. And, you know, you can learn from other people's experiences. Absolutely. And I really want them to be sources of strength and inspiration right now as people are trying to restructure and figure out how do I position myself in this new current thing? And and what what words of wisdom do you have with that, with like touching people? You touch people all day long. You, yeah. You're breathing right on top of them. I mean, that's the nature of our business. And I know we have the protocols and all the things that we have to follow now, but how are you navigating this to to stay excited and loving what you do? A lot of it is I I love to learn. You know, I love getting new protocols in and new new treatments and new skincare lines and, you know, continuing to educate myself. I think the worst thing you can do is just stay exactly in the same place day after day, year after year. I mean, especially with skin the knowledge then and the information changes every year. I mean, there's constantly, you know, studies out there that have learned, you know, and new products that are have better technology and and new studies that, that show that, you know, this particular product or this particular, you know, machine is giving us better results than than we previously thought. I get excited to know that I have like new products coming in to do a, a new type of facial on people and you know, recently last year, I purchased a new machine that, um, you know, using on clients and that gets the client still excited to see you as well. You know, 
I am the type of person who who likes to pivot and and change things up, you know, pretty often. So that would be my advice to anybody who is either just starting out in the industry or you've been in it for 10, 15, 20, 25 years is don't think that you know everything. There's not more to learn or new, you know, changes out there. Um, because I don't care if you're a massage therapist, if you're an esthetician, if you're a makeup artist, you know, nothing is going to stay the same for, you know, 30 years. And you, you have to constantly go out there and find new information and just to keep yourself from not getting bored. I mean, that's probably my best thing is not feeling like I've got to stay right here. Like I got this. Yeah. That stagnant. I, that this way that I've been doing it is the way I'm going to keep doing it for the next, five or 10 years. I mean, just in, gosh, when 2008 happened, oh, if I had not pivot and changed my business model, then I probably still wouldn't, I wouldn't be in business now. You've got to kind of read the room a little bit and see what people are wanting. And you've got to give them that. You can't just say like, this is what I have. And if you don't like it, you can go away because they will go away. <laughs> Well, and that is what I absolutely love about what you do is you educate your clients right alongside as you grow and you learn and you're inviting them into that with you like, hey, I learned something new and I'm going to share that with you. And I think that's why we always got along so well because we're both into that, like we're into growing and learning ourselves. I don't want to stay still. I don't, I don't want to keep doing the same thing or stay stuck and you don't either. And you know, I think back, do you remember that time that um, our software crashed and all of our scheduling oh, was online at this fall? Yes. <laughs> but the great thing, that the piece that I found with having you there, I knew, like we might not know what that person was supposed to get when they walked in the door, but when we gave them that feeling of, this is going to be awesome. We got you. It's all good. There was nothing disingenuous about that. You know, right. like we may not, we didn't have to go, oh my gosh, we're freaking out and we lost our software and we had a computer crash. We were like, hey, what are you here for? And we could go in the back. We could scramble around. Like you said, it's not always peaceful backstage. <laughs> there is right. that, you know, that, that theater performance aspect to it. But the truth of the matter was, if they got on your table or they got on mine, they were going to like it no matter what. Yes, because you have to remember with what, what we're doing, you know, the treatment side of it, they are coming there to relax and de-stress. And the worst thing that you could have anybody do is leave more stress than they, than they came. Yeah. You know, whether or not it's because you're unloading all your problems on them or because you're not prepared. That's really where that fake it till you make it, like, comes from for me was, those days of, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to perform right now. And, and if I can do that with, I mean, because let's face it, you know, we all have lives and we all have stress in our lives and things going on. And sometimes it's not the easiest thing, but that was always my goal is that when someone got up off my table, they were relaxed and felt like that this was the best part of their day. 
was they were able to, you know, sink into the treatment and forget whatever they had going on in their life. Absolutely right. Do you feel like this, that it also helped me step out of my life to be able to flip that switch? I welcome totally. that, you know, to be really present with them and not swirling around, you know, and whatever was, was going on in my personal life at that moment, you know, just to be able to be clear. That's, that's totally a gift. And especially nowadays, like not being attached to my phone or I always joke with my clients now that most people, whenever they go into work, that's the most stressful part of their day is, you know, they're working, they're working and everything's like chaotic and crazy. And for me, it's a little bit the opposite. When I am actually working, that is probably the calmest, clearest I am all day long, you know, because I'm focused on them. I'm focused on giving a treatment and I'm not being pulled in a hundred thousand different directions. Yeah. You know, for me, the scatterness actually comes when I step out of my room and then I have to check my phone and, you know, that's when life comes back in and, and all the other like behind the scenes stuff. But for me, just like you said, you know, when you're actually working, it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. And do you have any, anything that you wish clients that receive skincare treatments, like if there was one thing you wish they knew that would enhance like their whole experience, or if there's one thing you wish more estheticians knew giving skincare treatments, anything like that, any words of wisdom that come up for you, like on the receiving or the giving end of what you do of taking care of the skin, which is so important. For client advice I would give is don't have your phone on you while you're giving a treatment. Now, I understand there are some people, you know, they've got to have it for, for kids or whatever, but that's always difficult. I mean, I've had people who, it's, you know, I'm trying to give them a treatment and they're like checking their phone constantly. And it, I'm not even talking about checking like to make sure kids are okay, like scrolling through Instagram. I mean, all kinds of crazy. And as far as estheticians go, the best advice I can, I would give someone is have that hustle and that drive and also figuring out what type of esthetician do you want to be? Because with what I do, there are lots of different paths that you can take. Are you someone who your goal is to have your own space like I do and then work towards that? Or do you want to work more for a doctor? Do you want to mainly work in a spa? And if it is you want to have your own space, like I do, knowing that, yes, you're going to have to go in just for a brow wax or you're going to have to just, you're going to have a three-hour gap between clients and doing it with a smile on your face, you know, not telling that client that comes in later in the afternoon that you waited around for them all day because that's going to make them feel bad. Just knowing that that is what it's going to take. It's hard work. And you have to be willing to, to do it. I think that's probably the number one mistake I see a lot of people make. And I'm, I know you saw this a lot through the years is a lot of people come out of school and they want to know, okay, well, where are, where are my clients? Right. You know, you're going to give them to me, right? You're going to, you're going to book me solid. And it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Even if you go and work for a spa, they may give you a new client initially, but it's your job keep them and to make them want to come back to you. 
Totally. And yet the world doesn't happen until you make it happen. And another quality I'm going to throw in there that I have observed in you all through the years along with hustle is gratitude. Like you said before, you were always grateful. And I am certainly grateful that I've had the blessing to be right on the other side of the wall from you and side by side with you as we've grown our our businesses. I, I couldn't be happier about that, Katie. Uh, girl, you are my ride or die, man. I <laughs> cannot imagine having anyone else as my office mate for, for all these years. Not only are you a wonderful, wonderful human being, um, which I'm sure everybody knows that, but you are insanely considerate and you're also very, very funny. I don't know if, you know, I'm if a lot of people know that, but <laughs> I, there, there have been times that I have been like, oh my God, I cannot wait to tell you something just because I knew we would, we would laugh about it, but there's no one else I can imagine doing this with. So the same, same here, my friend. And how do people, I'm just so excited to let people in on your wisdom, your inspiration, just how much you have to share and how good you are at what you do. How can people find you and um, connect with you if they want to learn more about you and the services that you offer? Well, I have a website, katiebzskincare.com. And I'm also on Instagram, which is just katiebzskincare. And there's, you can actually book online through me. I always tell people just to book. It, I, one of the number one questions I always get from people is they want to book a service, but they're not sure what to book. So I always tell you know everyone to start off with just booking for like a one hour, and then we can customize anything to, to what you need uh, within that hour. And there are so many tools out there for people now. If you're starting out or if you are been in the game for a while, that weren't available when we first started, you know, like social media. I know it's like a horrible, you know, a lot of people have very mixed feelings about social media, but from a business standpoint, it has been fantastic, you know, because you can really get your message out there to, to a lot of people. And I've, you know, in the last like three or four years with Instagram, really connected with some amazing new clients that way, just by posting about new treatment and them being able to book directly online has been fantastic. I was very scared about online booking for a long time. Very scared because I think it was a little bit of like giving up control, but it's been freeing. A lot of clients are able to reschedule that way instead of having, you know, me having to go back and forth with them. Again, but being able to pivot and change, don't be afraid of, of technology either. You know, I think a lot of people in this business are a little afraid of that. And it can be a really freeing thing. Oh, totally. And and just to do things like we have, we've been afraid many times oh, together, like about terrified. crazy stuff. Like, remember how afraid we were to sign that first lease? <laughs> that little oh, lease? <laughs> terrified. Terrified. Oh, God, absolutely. I, that little small space. And you know, we were both so nervous. And I mean, remember how nervous we were? Every every time we've ever moved offices, we've been nervous about it and and scared and, and everything else. And But deep down, I think we're both good at pushing through that fear yeah. and knowing in our gut that this is the right move. It's 
scary, but I know this is going to be a good thing. And, and being able to overcome some of those obstacles. And luckily, since there's two of us, usually one is able to talk the other off the ledge. (laughs) (laughs) We usually don't get as as equally afraid about the same things. That is true. (laughs) Yes, totally. One of us is usually like, okay, this is going to be a good thing. Let me tell you why. And the other one is like, okay, I got, you're right. You're right. (laughs) And I wish that for any practitioner out there to find someone, you know, it's one thing to share space with someone or to help out with overhead with a group of practitioners in the same space. It's, it's quite another thing to have someone have your back the way that you have mine. And I wish that, I wish that for everyone listening that they have someone they can bounce ideas off of. We also helped each other a lot with boundaries over the years, just oh, healthy, professional, and, you know, come to each other and be like, okay, let me run this by you. What do you think? You know? <laughs> right. And yes, I should definitely tell everybody, I know I was talking about the hustle and being willing to, you know, come in just for a brow wax or, you know, just a facial and, you know, having the customer be your boss. But you have to know when, when there is a line. You know, there's a difference of someone totally taking advantage of you or asking you to do something that you just don't feel comfortable with or you mm-hmm. feel like it's unethical. By all means, say no. That I am not talking about anything, you know, especially in, in the climate that, that we have right now with COVID and, and everything else. Don't let someone talk you into something that you feel like is unsafe or you know, you, you don't feel like is within the scope of your practice or against, you know, any kind of executive or, you know, any of those sorts of things, because that is a very real thing right now. I saw that firsthand. My sister is a hairstylist. And when we were on lockdown, there were a lot of people that wanted her to just, oh, can't you just come to my house and cut my hair? And that may be right for some people, but you know, she didn't feel comfortable with that. And so you have to be able to say no as well. Yeah. And do you think in general, not everybody, but a lot of people who are are attracted to work in the spa industry are nurturing people pleasers and boundaries don't come. They they, they have not come easy to you and me. That is for sure. No, no, they don't come easily. And the flip side of being your own boss, basically, that, you know, we have our own place is we don't have management that can say no for us. We have to sometimes look at people and say, I'm sorry, I don't have an appointment available on Wednesday, you know, and knowing that, well, I could stay late for them, but sometimes, you know, you just can't, you know, you're, you know, that when you look at your book and you're like, gosh, I'm going to, that's going to be a 12 hour day for me. That's going to be really long. You know, when you get to a certain point where you have lots of clients, sometimes you do, you have to say no that you can't, you can't do it. You can't fit them in. And I have learned over the years that sometimes if I say, no, I can't on Wednesday, but I could do Thursday, a lot of times they'll say, okay, great. You really helped me too. Like speaking of boundaries, you helped me be more sustainable because like you have a more... (sighs) You have, you have grown and you have really grown both of your businesses in a sustainable way though, not in an over the top crazy, 
out the gateway, like I started Elements, where it was like, <laughs> I got to have $2,000 worth of murals, you know, in every room. And I got to have the best pedicure chairs, don't I? You know, and by the time you and I got together, the spa had been sold. You tried a couple different locations. I'd tried a couple different locations and different ways of doing things. And we were like, hey, we like working together. Let's do this. You know, let's let's share space, cut our overhead. By the time we did that together, we were okay with the fact that somebody might try the door to buy a gift certificate and there's nobody there because we cut our, you know, all, a lot of those costs of like having somebody sit up there and things like that. We were okay with it because we were sustainable and we were doing it on our terms. And you really helped me with that. You helped me scale back in the ways that mattered. I think too, a lot of people get caught up in, especially if you're starting off on your own, you're, you're getting your own place. You feel like as a skincare bride, I must go in and I must buy $50,000 worth of equipment and $15,000 worth of retail. Well, you also have to look at it from a business standpoint. How long is that going to take you to recoup? Yeah. And is that really your, do your clients care about that? Like, do they care that you spent $5,000 on a waiting, you know, on your, in a chair in the waiting room? I mean, it may look really cool. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have something nice and inviting, but you, you also in this industry, not only do you have to have, you know, practitioner brain, but you have to have a business brain. You have to be able to flip that and think, okay, am I, am I putting money into things that don't really matter? Or is this something that's going to help me grow my business? Or do I just feel like I need to have the best of everything? And again, I'm not saying you, you want to have an inviting place for people to come. But at the at the end of the day, we're all in this, you know, to financially support ourselves as well. And if you're just, if you're making bad business decisions, and what is a bad business decision for me, maybe a great business decision for someone else in what they are trying to do. You really have to think, who am I? Who is my business? And who are my clients? You know, you, you do have to have some sort of a like marketing brain for this. You know, what's my target market? Are most of my clients coming to me because they just want to relax and they want a great facial with lots of massage and, and they want to be able to melt into the table and fall asleep and forget all their worries? Or are my clients coming to me because they don't, they, the fluff is nice, but they want, they want results. You know, so for, for that person, yes, buying an expensive piece of equipment would be a, a smart thing. But in the other case, you know, that's, that's not what your clients want. So that would be great, but they're still just going to come back to you for that relaxing facial. So you, you have to also know who you are and what your business is. And most importantly, you know, what type of clientele you have. Absolutely. And I've told a lot of people through the years that it's the difference between Fine dining and fast food, what we do. You know, like when people would be like, right. hey, I tried to come by and and buy a gift certificate and the door was locked. I'm like, yep, because we are 100% focused on who we're working with. And lucky you, that'll be you when it's your turn. But we don't water it down. We don't distract it. It's filet mignon versus 
a drive through hamburger. That's what we do. And we got really clear on that together, which was nice. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I have zero desire to be a big spa. I do not want to have a receptionist and five people that are working below me and running what people would think would be a typical type of spa. I love the fact that when I leave and I lock those doors, the doors are locked. You know, they're done. You know, yes, I still have text messages and some emails from clients back and forth, but I am not worried about what catastrophe could possibly be going on while I'm gone. You know, I've seen that and that is not for me. Now, that could be for someone else and that is their ultimate goal, but that is not my goal at all. And that's where I was saying you have to know who you are and what you want and who your clients are. I think both of us, our clients love the fact that it's small, that they are just going to come in, especially with the way things are right now. They're probably never going to even see anybody else that is in there. They come in and we take them back to our rooms. And then when, we're, when they're done, we check them out in our rooms and they leave. You know, they're not going to be sitting there with 10 other people in a waiting room and, you know, the hustle and bustle of a, of a typical large, you know, day spa. There have been many a times even you and I are both working all day and we never even see each other yeah. because our schedules just didn't line up. And that's not that I don't want to, you know, see you and, and, and chat with you during, during the day. But I think we both love the fact that we're small and we're only responsible for ourselves. Totally. Yes. And I didn't know that until I tried other things. And just like you, you know, you've been in big, busy medical spas, working right alongside doctors. We both tried a lot of things. And I would say that to somebody out there just getting started in this industry. It's okay. Try different things until you do figure out who you are. Because I know for both of us, this career has been very self-reflective. Like we've learned a lot about ourselves through helping other people and working in all these different kinds of environments. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were, I mean, I, I remember whenever I was in a state school, my goal, I thought, was I want to work for a doctor. That's what I want. I want to be in a doctor's office. You know, I don't want to do this sort of like fluff sort of aesthetic. And I was very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, I will say the doctor I did work for was amazing. He was, you know, he taught me so much. He was wonderful to work for, but he eventually like retired. But at the same time, I had already started working like in the spa industry. So I never really gave that up either because the spa industry will give you much more flexibility and freedom than working for a doctor. And believe it or not, it's actually way more lucrative to work in a spa industry than it is to work for a doctor. So I never gave that up because I always felt like that was a little bit mine. I didn't know that. So, wow. Spa is more, more lucrative. That's good to know. Hmm. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because most doctors, not the one I worked for, but I did after, after him, kind of freelance for a couple other doctors. And you want to talk about bad experiences. They, number one, believe that an esthetician is not very intelligent and don't want to pay you what, you know, your experience is worth. And 
it was a very bad experience all the way around working for, for these other doctors. So I'm glad that I always kept the spa side that was, that was mine because I had way more control over that. But I never would have known that if I hadn't tried different, different things. And someone else may have a complete, you know, different experience with doctors in the medical field. But I would, I would caution anybody that is definitely trying to go that way to be protective of what you have and the, the clients that you may build with a medical profession. And also, if you're going to go work for a doctor or anything, get everything in right mm-hmm. of what they, you know, because there's lots of layers usually with a doctor's office you are going to talk to the office manager and then maybe someone that's in charge of like the skincare department and then maybe eventually the doctor so people can tell you different things so make sure you get certain things in writing wow that's so good to know and yeah for me same for me I, I thought I wanted a chain of spas when I opened two I thought oh it's just going to continue to grow and I want to have this huge, huge empire of spas. And I, and only, right. only by doing it did I realize, oh, that doesn't bring me joy. That doesn't light me up. And I found, I found what does only through the doing. But I will say this, I got you out of being in the spa industry. And for that, I will be forever grateful. For I know. Friendship. And, you know, as, as hectic as it was sometimes and crazy and stressful, there were there were there were lots of fun moments too, and things that to this day you and I still talk about and laugh about. You know, mm. I mean, it. Yeah, <laughs> there were all kinds of uh, crazy things, but I will say that environment taught me, and in learning from you, taught me so much that I still, you know use to this day. Like my business model, a lot of it and the way I handle myself and the way I am around clients was a direct result from things that you might have said or things that you've taught us. You know, so that that's another thing that if you're getting started out there, you know, find someone, whether or not you know them in person or, you know, podcasts or other online resources that you can really think like, okay, I admire this person. I like the way they handle themselves. I like their business philosophy and emulate that and learn from that. Finding a mentor that can help you and be open to the fact that you don't know everything. You know, even all these years later in this business, the thing that I admire the most about you is you are always learning and growing and open to the fact of oh, that's a really great idea that someone had and not thinking, well, that's not the way I do things. Right. And, you know, just keeping that open mind. I love that. And I want to continue to grow with you and learn and expand forever to be continued forever. That's what I say. Oh, gosh, yes. Please. Like I said, I, you are my ride or die. I can't, I can't imagine not having, you know, having you on the other side of the wall from me. (laughs) Well, I hope that you will come back on here again and share more of your wisdom and your experiences because they're going to be really helpful to this new group of holistic practitioners and estheticians coming up. I mean, it's a whole new world for them to step into now and they need your experiences because you've got a lot to share. So will you come back on again sometime with me? Absolutely. 
been super fun. And please, you guys, go check her out, katievzskincare.com. Follow her on Instagram. She does a ton of education, really great content about how to take care of your skin. And I love that you're always learning and growing. And I just love you so much. Thank you for being. Love you too. (laughs) Thank you for being with me all these years and on the podcast. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime.